Ready, set, game cast. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to episode zero of Ready, Set, Gamecast, a podcast about video games and hot takes on Taylor Swift. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the girl in a league of her own, Darian. Yo! And Teddy, certainly not a bear, Chenarius. That is true, I'm absolutely not a bear. So Teddy, look at what you've made me do. Look at it. What did, what did I make you do? <laughs> I didn't make you do know. anything. What, what, did, what did Taylor Swift <laughs> Look what Who made, made Taylor Swift do. do things? I think I think if I have my Taylor Swift lore correct, I think <laughs> Kanye West and t- uh, Katy Perry made her yeah. do something. I, I know Katy Perry is the villain of like their rivals. I don't know. Oh, yeah, they apparently don't like each other. From what I hear, I don't know. It's weird. I didn't know Katy Perry and Taylor Swift were enemies. They oh, apparently yeah. have beef. She Taylor Swift released her entire Spotify, her entire catalog back onto Spotify the day Katy Perry's new uh, album came out. Just to be like, hey, listen to my shit, not hers. Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. Two days ago, Time Magazine posted a comprehensive guide to the Taylor Swift Katy Perry feud, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm about to get caught up. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta get that lore. (laughs) Jeez. Well. I'm sure there's a lot more background stuff that we don't know about. It's like it's like binge-watching Game of Thrones before the new episode. <laughs> okay. Now for the games. Uh, what have we been playing? I will start. I've been playing some Splatoon 2. Uh, this next weekend, they're doing the uh, new Splatfest, which is Flight vs. Invisibility. Uh, I, I chose Team Flight. The answer is Flight. Yeah. The correct the, the, answer. Where, where are you, Darian? Where is the Flight versus Invisibility? Uh, well, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't played any Splatoon ever, so... Well, it's not... It's not. It, you just pick, uh, like, there was, like, Ketchup versus Mayo. It's just arbitrary things, and then well, you... Well, so you... wait. So Flight versus Invisibility for, like, superpowers? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Probably flight, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Because the real question would be, like, flight or teleportation. Teleportation is the best superpower, as we all know. But it's like, what kind of limits does your flight have, you know? If you're flying around, can you get hit in the face by a bug or a bird? (laughs) Can, like, fly into, you know? Are you invulnerable as well? But flight and invisibility, I mean, who cares about invisibility? It's not. You can play a couple of jokes, and that's that's about it. Yeah, the people who picked invisibility are just pervs. So, <laughs> damn. Okay. <laughs> that's the only thing invisibility is good for. I guess like maybe. Have you seen the SpongeBob episode where him and Patrick have the invisible paint? No, I I missed that one. I'm sorry. Oh, well, that's upsetting. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a classic. You should look it up. Okay. So what else have you been playing, Russ? Uh, I played Agents of Mayhem, which was made by the, uh, frick, it's like GTA, but not. Saints Row. Yeah, it was made from the Saints Row people, and it was not, I played, like, a few hours, uh, and Developed it's kind of by like, Volition. Yeah. 
uh, it's kind of like a G.I. Joe parody. <laughs> and it almost, it, the mechanics feel like a kid's game. Uh, but this, I don't know. It was, it was bad. I didn't, I didn't get very far just cause like, I, I, Saints Row series gets high marks. People love Saints Row, but this was, this was bad. Let's see if your opinion lines up with the rest of the world. It seems like it does. Agents of Mayhem on Metacritic has a 65, which is not great. On the IGN 10-point scale, or 100-point scale, that would be, I think their sixes are an okay, and then then five is bad. So, seems about right. So half, half of their scale is bad? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. Uh, I think four is like, you know what? I'm going I'm to look this up. But I know ten is masterpiece. Nine is amazing. Eight is great. Seven is good. Five is, or six is okay. And five is bad. And then it goes, gets even worse. I think number one is like atrocious. Just like. <laughs> Atrocitous. Yeah. Garbage. Oh, jeez. Um, and then I just, uh, finished the Danganronpa V3 demo, which I had people try and explain Danganronpa, how it works to me. And so there's Danganronpa. and that killer bear running around from one Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, you're in a high school with the, the greatest of all people, like the, the greatest, um... Uh, they're the psychic. best at what they do, right? From what yeah. I hear, isn't it like yeah. they're the best, like pianoist or pianist? Yeah, and you got or, like the the best detective, the best yeah. uh, psychic and stuff. And like, I, I think in in the first one it was the best psychic, but he was only right like half the time, <laughs> which I guess I guess is pretty pretty good for a psychic. Yeah, it's that's funny. It's a little plan. I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, there's the Danganronpa, and that was a video game, and then also that was turned into an anime. Yeah. And then there, and I, I watched the anime, um, and that was pretty good. Uh, and then there's Danganronpa 2, which is only a game. And then there's Danganronpa 3, which is only an anime. But then there's Danganronpa V3, which is possibly completely unrelated to the other stories. I don't know. The demo was very confusing because <laughs> it appeared to both not not include content that's going to be in the actual game, and also it included the main characters from Danganronpa 1 and Danganronpa 2. Okay. And, I, and then, like... So they had you explore the school for a little bit. You're, you're a new, you're a new uh, protagonist... And they they were very like straightforward about like you're playing a video game. Like the other characters were like you're the new protagonist, and the the girl that you play over is like what protagonist? What? And yeah, and then like you you do like ninety percent of a trial, and then right when like this like oh no that can't be right. The real person has to be. They're like oh the demo's over. Hope you had fun. Buy the real game. Like uh, what? That sounds like a very Japanese video game if I've ever heard of one. Yeah, That's so it was say. interesting. Um, we need to get our boy Squeegee Ouija or Jace plays games. 
to yes. talk and explain these things. Yeah, maybe maybe when the uh, Danganronpa V3 actually comes out, they'll, they'll have to come on and tell us what the heck is going on with Danganronpa. <laughs> so that's what I've been playing. Teddy, what have you been doing? Uh, too much? Just way too much. I... I need to stop. Well, I will stop because school is started again, so I will not have near as many things to say next time. But I, let's see, let's go in chronological order. Last Monday, I beat Wolfenstein the New Order, which I was going through on stream. And let's see, after that, oh, I've been playing a lot of Lucio Ball. Lucio Ball is fantastic, okay? It's better than Rocket League. Don't at me. I'm just kidding. It's not, but it's it's great. I like it a lot. Lucio Ball is really fun. Uh, me and a couple of friends were playing the competitive Lucio Ball, which is just awesome because we just get to be really serious in a mode that's not made for you to be serious in. Um, let's see. What else? I've been playing a lot of the Call of Duty beta, the Call of Duty World War II beta these last couple of days, which is good. It's more Call of Duty. I... I'm liking it a lot so far. It The time to kill feels very similar to Black Ops 1, which is super satisfying. Like, there, it is a bit slower on the time to kill. It's, it's really exciting. The more of the beta I play of it, the more I actually enjoy it. Like, it's growing on me slowly and getting more and more fun. War, the new game mode that they have, which is, like, Rush in Battlefield, is really fun. Like, I feel like they need to do some some tweaks for that balance wise like it's not perfectly there but that's why it's a beta there i think it's still two months out either two or three months out i think it's in november yeah so it still has a while to come out it still has a while before it comes out um but i've been enjoying that a lot and then uncharted the lost legacy came out last week which was fucking great i really enjoyed that um i'm going to slowly be working on platinuming it uh and then uh, Teddy, let me let me sure. stop you there. Sure. Uh, so we had a uh, question uh, sent to us by a regular Friday, and okay, he asks, okay. he asks, "Are you finished with the world of Uncharted? Assuming the last the Lost Legacy is reviewed well, I imagine it will be. Would you want more in this world? If so, how would you see it coming back? Is there another spin-off you would like to see with other characters?" Is it possible for Naughty Dog to do anything different with the series rather than just action adventure game genre? Okay, now, well, there's a lot of questions in there, especially that last one was very different from all the others. Um, yeah. So, said, uh, just I've only played one and two. Darren, have you played any Uncharted? Nope. Wow. Okay. Heresy. And, and Teddy, <laughs> I assume you've played them all? Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I never beat Golden Abyss. But I'm, like, more than halfway through Golden Abyss. Um, okay. The, let's just go step by step. Friday said, are you finished with the world of Uncharted? No. Definitely not in any way, shape, or form. Uncharted is my second favorite video game series. Uh, so, no. I am, I'm happy to come back. Uh, he said, assuming the Lost Legacy is reviewed well, I imagine it will be. Would you want more of this world? If so, how would you see it coming back? Another spinoff with other characters? That's all pretty much one question. Uh, absolutely. I think they could easily do something like this again with, say, a Sam and Sully adventure. I still am very upset 
that we only had one mention of my boy Charlie Cutter in Uncharted 4. I, I love Charlie Cutter. He's amazing. He's one of my favorite characters. He's in Uncharted 3. And they only mentioned him once in 4. And then I don't want to... They pretty much don't do much with him in The Lost Legacy. And I'm just... I Where's my boy Cutter? What's he up to on, on his zany, wacky adventures? I want to see... I would totally love a Cutter spinoff game, though. I feel like that would never happen. Because I feel like no one cares about Cutter like I do. He was only in half of Uncharted 3, and then we never saw him again. But I really, uh, I really, really like his character, and I think they could easily do a spinoff with him or with Sam and Sully. Or I don't want to spoil much of Uncharted 4 or any of it, but the epilogue really leads up to, in the future, if Naughty Dog wanted to just take a break and for, like, the next 8 to 10 years not do another Uncharted, like, ever and then come back or have another developer take up the um, the IP and come back with that, I think that would be even better. I mean, honestly, if it were up to me, I would say, no, no, dog, you're doing a Charlie Cutter spinoff. We're going to do another thing like The Lost Legacy, and it's going to be great. And then go away, uh, come back to it way in the future, or just uh, give it to somebody else way in the future, and they can come back to it. That way it'll be... If you come back to it as in a full Uncharted 5 or, like, just re redo it like i don't know how you would do the naming like maybe maybe if they wait long enough they could call it uncharted one and go again i would not suggest that don't do that but they could um i think it would mean a lot more for uncharted fans in the end when they come back with a fully numbered important series but and then he also said is it possible for naughty dog to do anything different with the series rather than the action adventure game genre little Fun fact, they developed a mobile game, Naughty, this is a Naughty Dog made game, uh, for Uncharted 4 before it came out, and it was just a little, uh, kind of like Lara Croft Go type of thing, uh, type of puzzle game. So, they've done different things, and by different things I mean one different thing, why? <laughs> why? Bryce is flexing his muscles right now. Uh, but yeah, they, I think they totally could, I don't think they will, uh, but I, they could. They definitely could. Um, so I think they're still working on the Uncharted movie. So if that comes out, you know they're going to put out a game along with that. They're not going to. They're not going to put a, out a game along with that. And Naughty Dog themselves are also not working on the Uncharted movie. A lot of the creators, or not the creators, like the directors of the Uncharted movie are like, yeah, we've talked with Neil and Bruce and they really know what's going on. This was a news story like a year ago and they're really liking the script and all this. And Neil and Bruce were like, we've never seen the script. We have not talked to them. I don't know what they're saying this for. We don't know anything what's happening with the movie. So <laughs> they're pretty much not involved with that. Yeah. They are very make... involved with the Last of Us movie, though. Neil uh, is like has a big role in that. Yeah, but... they've tried to make the Uncharted movie uh, with the guy from uh, Transformers and that thing. I mean, just stop with the Uncharted movie. Just stop. It's, it's time to stop. But... Okay, what else have you been playing? Um, that's pretty much it. Only one other thing. I'm on and off, like I was playing with Lucio Ball, I'm still on and off playing Halo 5 multiplayer with some friends, because Halo 5 multiplayer is fantastic, and I love it, especially SWAT, and especially the doubles playlist. It is a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, but other than that, that's pretty much all that I've been playing. Oh, I actually started, I bought Undertale for the PS4 and the Vita. I played through it once on PC, and I bought it so I could do my uh, other playthroughs on my Vita. Shout out to this guy. 
never getting any love anymore. I booted it up for the first time in like eight months. <laughs> but uh, I played a little bit of that. I played like 30 minutes of Undertale on the Vita, and it's really, really good there on that platform. So. Okay, Darian, what do you have for us? Uh, cats. <laughs> I have cats. Uh, I've been playing a lot of PUBG, mostly. Uh, I had someone gift it to me, and I made sure all my friends have it. And we've been playing the shit out of that. Um, but other sounds than that, like I play... everyone in the world. <laughs> right, 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 right. I jumped right on that bandwagon, and I feel no shame because it's very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm playing my regular old League of Legends, um, every once in a while, Overwatch, Dead by Daylight, all that fun stuff. I'm thinking about coming back around to Stardew Valley because oh they announced God. more information about the multiplayer and stuff, and I got really hyped about that, they and I did. haven't played it since they, yeah, yeah they, the, the plans to release it is early 2018. Ooh, well, I knew that, but they haven't, they haven't actually released any, like, info Not, on what it's yeah, going to be, Yeah, no right? detailed yeah, okay. information, but... Yeah. Um, I've definitely, um, I haven't played much at all since they updated and gave you multiple different, like, Starting farm so types. <laughs> it is a very good game. Um, <laughs> so, game so I was much. pretty, pretty excited. I'm gonna go back to that for a little bit. So here's um, my question. As someone who spent, a couple years ago, it was around the year Black Ops 2 came out. So I don't know what year that was, but it was like, it came out in the, the later end of that year, then the next year. I was playing a ton of League of Legends. I played, like... Uh, three. I think I have a total of like 380 hours or something, which isn't even a ton for a lot of people. But I was really into that game for a long time. Um, I also found a website that showed me how much money I spent on that game, which totaled to $370. That's really that. cute. I thought it was going to be like 150 bucks. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like to a lot of people, that's like nothing. Uh, but I played a good <laughs> amount for a while. Uh, and then stopped because one, I suck, and two, I eventually wanted to play other games. How is that going? How is League of Legends these days? You got that <laughs> new client? You got that new all the the new uh, what what's it called? The new pick system where you can like go in with your preferred role. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, I guess since I looked it up, 2012. So that's actually about the time I started playing League of Legends. Yeah. So, like, I remember when I first came out, um, they had just released, I think, Zach was the newest champion. Yup! Oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they definitely have made insane improvements that, since then. Like, in-game, they've changed, like, how the jungle works and how, um, yeah. like, warding works and a lot about the summoner spells has been, have been twerk, uh, twerked? They've been twerked. <laughs> they twerk twerking those summoner spells, They twerk spells, those dude. summoner spells. Um, they tweak the summoner spells a little bit. Um, but as far as, like, um, the store and the client, that's all been updated, too. The new client is beautiful i hated it at first it's because really it was so nice. like opposite of what the original client was um but it's it's really nice and they've they've recently revamped it a little bit more where in the old client you could buy skins in champion select and you couldn't with the new client they re-added that feature into the new client they they yeah. coded it back in so that's really cool <laughs> Yeah, um, I, I got back into it, like, I was just randomly craving it one day a couple of, I think, like, a year ago, pretty much a year ago in the summer, I played for, like, a month, and it was really fun, and a lot of the changes were really good and all that, but it still remained the fact that if I wanted to get better, I would need to play that game every day, and I would need to play it, like, multiple hours every day, 
and just a single game still takes so long, which is like my main thing. I like games where I can just hop in because I don't have much time these days. Like I came home from uh, classes and I had like uh, 30 minutes before I had to leave. I couldn't get in a league game at that time. Mm -hmm. I would have to uh, set aside like an hour at least. And even then, sometimes they go even further. So that that's another reason why I stopped playing. But I still have a I have a special place in my heart for that game. I still like the LCS a lot. I don't watch it, but I or I don't watch it as much as I used to. But I still watch it every now and then. But uh, TSM was my team back in the day. Oh yeah, Dyrus isn't even on TSM anymore. Yeah, he can rip. Wasn't he like the last one to go? Who's still he was, there? That's... Yeah. He... He was the last uh, original member, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, oh my god. There was one moment where I was on Twitter and it was like, uh, this person leaves TSM and this And I was like, are they all just gone? What happened? It was <laughs> what <weird>. the hell? <laughs> yeah, I don't I actually know. follow too much um, LCS, but yeah, yeah, I remember when, when Dyrus retired, that was when I was like kind of trying to watch the LCS yeah. and stuff. And like that was huge to me because i didn't care about literally any other pro player like you could yeah. say any other name i didn't give a shit but dyrus i knew who dyrus he's was. funny he's a cool he's dude he's so great and like when he he was like hey i'm retiring i was like no fuck yes <laughs> whatever bye <laughs> never never watching again but yeah anyways Bryce, should we get on with the news since we spent forever talking about what we've been playing? Oh, we've been talking about this for a minute. Sure. You look catatonic. <laughs> I think Bryce is a really big fan of the pregnant pause. The he wants well, people to stop. Pause? Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called. He wants people to stop and like go. Is something wrong with my phone? Is it? I think he's doing the old the old beyond trick, and I can respect it. Um, so PUBG, uh, released details about their new map. Mm-hmm. 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 I'm gonna let you talk <clears throat> on this one. Uh, <laughs> you, you know PUBG. You, you, I do you know it. of PUBG, and I have played it. Okay. That's about it. I'm not in, I'm not in, I'm not connected with the community. I don't know what's happening. That's because the community even... is a shit show right now. Like, apparently that's what I've heard. No, yeah. yeah. They, they just and I also really... just don't, I don't consider to actually like the game very much. I play it with friends. And when I'm, when I play it with a specific group of friends and we just like have fun, then it's, then it's cool. But like, I don't play it solo cause I suck. And I get and I get scared way too easily, so I'll run around for thirty minutes, and then I got shot at, and I fucking jump, and I hit the wrong keys on my keyboard, and it's all over. Yeah. But oh, uh, I can relate to that. But yeah, what do you guys I, think I, of this new map? I love solo play personally. Like it's my preferred deal because a I, mean, I play I play like an idiot. Yeah. But like <laughs> I just I'm just like I'm gonna go wherever the heck I feel like, and I'm just gonna do whatever. And if, if I'm in a group, they're like, why are you being an idiot? But by myself, there's no one to question me. And then, yeah. and then like, I've, I have gotten very, I've gotten, like, top three. So, so what do you guys think of this new map, though? Okay, so it, um, it is a desert city uh, that is just dense buildings, uh, which, as opposed to the current map, is there's a lot of just, like, open area. With, with some cities that have dense stuff, but it seems like this is mostly buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, So, I I'm mean, looking at it right now. Is it supposed to be the same size, or is it supposed to be, like, way smaller than the original map? 
Because it looks like it's going to be way smaller. And if uh, so, <clears throat> that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it looks like there will be two new maps, a 4x4 desert map and an 8x8 Mediterranean battleground. So it seems like the desert map is designed to be smaller, which will be, I mean, on one hand, 100 players in a 4x4 thing will be kind of crazy, but these buildings are supposed to be very tall, so there will actually be a lot of, like, area within that small area. Also, uh, is this correct? I remember a friend telling me that they were planning on releasing smaller maps for smaller uh, population sizes. Is that a thing that is coming in the future? I Do have no know? idea. Mm. No idea. Because I, I heard from my friend Jared that they were planning on that. I don't know if that's these maps or if that is even true, but that's what I thought I heard. So maybe, maybe. It might not be 100 people. Who knows? Yeah, it'll be interesting if if they have a way to like to to do smaller game sizes that'll yeah. allow for maybe quicker games That'd yeah cool. it should um but yeah it's it seems like the, all these buildings are going to encourage camping that like and also i mean if it's smaller i wonder how the circle is going to come into play uh <coughs> i mean the circle will probably of... just move faster if it's going to if it encourages camping. Yeah. Well, it's a little bit different because instead of just having to run towards the circle, you're going to have to run down 15 flights of stairs to get to <laughs> a place so you can relocate. So I don't think they'll change the uh, how quickly the circle will move, but it definitely adds a whole new level of, of um, having to be cautious about where you're going and what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll, I mean... We'll see when it comes out, but it'll definitely be interesting how it's going to change the uh, feel of Battlegrounds. And I'm almost wondering if, like, I I'm wondering if it's starting to reach critical mass where we're it's starting to, if we're going to see it go down here soon. Uh, that like, the the Battlegrounds itself has not changed in any way since it's it's come out. Uh, they've added maybe a few guns and they've added a lot of cosmetic stuff, but. Uh, this will be the first thing that really changes um, how the game itself plays. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I feel like PUBG is only going to get more popular from here, honestly. <laughs> well, they're, they're it's definitely making good progress. Yeah. It's, it's not even out yet. Yeah, yep. it's still in. Yeah. So uh, current players right now playing the game right this second are 246,927. That's a few. Um, the 24-hour <laughs> peak is 874,369, and I read somewhere that on Steam they surpassed Dota 2 for a while. Yeah, it's the highest, um, and it's also, from what I heard with the Steam stat, is that PUBG was made officially the highest uh, non-Valve game like being played. So, And even if they pass Dota, then that's the highest Valve game. Or maybe Counter-Strike was above it, but I doubt it, because Dota's yeah. very big. <laughs> I don't know. Is CSGO still above it? I feel like CSGO's still got a lot of... CSGO has a lot, but I don't know if it has more or not. Okay. Next on the news. Uh... Darren, why don't you tell me about Overwatch? Well, I mean, Just it kind of sounds to me that uh, Teddy knows a little bit more. Um, I mean, 
I recently got excited again because they're releasing new D.Va changes, and D.Va's my main. Same. The husky agrees. No, he just got attacked <laughs> by the cat. Oh, uh, that's saying. Well, he likes to get up in their face and, yeah. like, just, Antagonize. just sit there. And as a cat, like, it's like, get the hell out of my space, my dude. <laughs> like, my cats are very, like, chill, like, leave me alone, I don't want to be bothered type cats, so... This playful, energetic dog is not quite something they're used to. Oh. Um, but Overwatch, so the recent short, Rise and Shine with May. Everybody watched that, right? Yeah. And nobody cried? Or did everybody I, cry? I, mean, I, I didn't know. cry, but it was very like it was very cute and stuff. Mm-hmm. I 100% teared up at the end. <laughs> just, just a little bit. I got. I, I didn't cry, but I. It was definitely like this is so sweet. <laughs> I tear up pretty easily at inter- at movies, TV, stuff like that. So like, well, there was I usually one, do too. It's usually just like the eyes get watery for like mm-hmm. a second, and then it goes away. And I I don't remember the last time I straight up. Oh no, just kidding. I remember very clearly. The last time I straight up cried watching movie was recently rewatching Lord of the Rings. I oh, cried God. more watching this watching it for the second time than I did the first time. I was fucking bawling at the end of Return of the King. It's a great movie anyways. Uh, but but yeah. The, I definitely teared up at the end of the short. I, I didn't tear up just because I was watching it in passing. Like I had it playing on my yeah. phone as I was running down my hallway trying to get my laundry done. So like it was just like I was like watching it and like I'd stop in the laundry room and like listen to the audio <laughs> and then pause it because I had some stuff going on with my laundry room, so I had to go to the laundry room on the first floor, and then the laundry room on the second floor, and then the laundry room on the third floor. It's just not <laughs> Those fun. are some unideal situations. Yeah, it was very irritating. <laughs> uh, here's my... <clears throat> I'll try and keep it quick. The quick background between me and the Overwatch shorts was that Overwatch was a thing that was announced forever ago, and I was like... When it was first announced, I'm like, I'm telling you, that game is going to be huge. Like, people look at it now and it's like, oh, it'll be good. It's going to blow up. Mm-hmm. And then it came out and it did because it's Blizzard. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much my reasoning. <laughs> it's Blizzard and it was the influences of a MOBA mixed along with an FPS. And on console, it's going to be huge. Uh, so, but I never bought the game because I played the beta and I really didn't. I only played a couple of heroes, and one of them was Genji, and I just didn't like how Genji felt. And what I didn't realize is that all the heroes feel a lot different. But I was just mm. like, oh, I just don't like how Overwatch feels because of how Genji felt. Um, so I never even bought the game. When I first bought the game was, like, Christmas, this last Christmas. I was like, man, everyone loves these Overwatch shorts. I should sit down and, like, watch them. So I sat down over there on my couch and pulled them all up on my TV. and watched through all of them like a movie. And they're so fucking good. I love the shorts so much. When I finished watching the shorts, I was like, man, if I could go and buy a book, a movie, a TV show, literally anything other than this competitive game, I would. (laughs) But this is my only option. Uh, So I ended up buying it, and I really enjoyed it. Overwatch is great. Uh, But the shorts are what made me get the game, so I really was immediately on this May short. That's great. That is one thing about Overwatch. Like, it, they have all of this story, but not very, very little of it is actually present in the game. Yeah. Like, they I, do a good job with what it is because of, like, they, they do events where it's like, like, my friend Grunt can tell me all about it. When Orissa was coming up, he was like, oh, they did this thing on this map that showed off, like, 
this thing in the story of this person coming, and then all of a sudden they did they updated this map to add this other thing, and then Arissa was announced, and they do a really good job with it for people who are in the know. Uh, but I'm just not usually most of mm-hmm. the time with that with lore on the anything. The whole Sombra hype. <laughs> Were you around for the Sombra hype? No, like they I, did. I think Sombra so came out before, uh, before I even bought it. Yeah, they had a oh, whole. Really? They had a whole alternate reality game about Sombra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they did such a good job. Detailed. But none of it, like it, playing the game, unless you know to look for it, you have no idea. It's like, yeah. I wish there was a single player camp. I wish you could play the game and see the story. And for a while, see, didn't they talk about doing that, like releasing a campaign, just particularly because like people with shitty shitty internet connections now have this sixty dollars game that they can't play. Yeah, um, I thought they had talked about making a campaign. For a while. Uh, I don't remember that, but I wished that they would, cause that'd be cool. When I first bought the game, I was like, man, um, I was really enjoying it still, even though it's not fully what I wanted. I was like really having fun with it, but I was like, man, if this had launched with an actual campaign, like, can you imagine? Kind of Battlefield One style, where it's like little vignettes for each hero. Like, here is a short one-hour gameplay of like their story. And then you move on to the next hero. That'd be so cool. I would love that a lot. Yeah, something kind of like what they do with uh, Injustice. You play a little bit of each character. Yeah, yeah. That'd, that'd be, be really cool. cool. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, <laughs> it would be nice. Uh, but they did make changes to Mercy and Diva recently. Yeah, on uh, the PTR. Yeah, the it's which is not live the player yet, but test it, region. It's yeah. coming. Um, but they already soon. so Mercy's changes. They changed her ult into just a regular ability, um, and instead of being like a mass ult, it's just a one person ult, and it's got kind of a big cooldown. And then her ult, as far as I can pick up, makes her fly and makes her um, auto or her gun from her pistol uh, much more powerful. She's just so, she's just as strong. She's like meant to be an attack support instead but after being on the ptr for like a day or two uh jeff kaplan was like yeah we're we're gonna nerf her do stuff <laughs> like she's the a videos i broken. saw were insane yeah yeah and honestly, i watched like first four minutes of mercy's new stuff and it was like in the first 30 seconds she had killed the entire team and i was like how is this They turned her previous ult, the resurrecting thing, they turned that into an ability with a 30-second cooldown, which I was like, is that enough? Right. (laughs) That's really fast. You can just revive somebody every 30 seconds. Uh Um, So I I don't know. I think it's it's possible that they add a couple more seconds, like make that 45 seconds or 40 seconds instead. Um, And the ability, the ultimate, looks really, really cool, though. She just flies around. And her pistol is way stronger, and it also doesn't uh, have to reload. It's like D.Va, where you can just keep shooting. Oh, okay. It's pretty awesome, and I'm very excited. Because I play D.Va mainly on console, and then if I want to play a healer, I play Mercy. Especially Mm -hmm. on PC, because Mercy on PC, for me, for some weird reason, I find it uh, more fun than on console. It's just... It's quite, I don't know, it's really fun. I think it's just something about the quicker target acquisition of switching to different, uh, healing different people and all that, but... Mm. I'm looking forward to that and the diva changes, which sound very interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. The- uh, Teddy, why don't you tell us about Age of Empires? Uh, I will in a second, 
Because okay. I don't think we even ever said what the diva changes were. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> no. No. Uh, we said the mercy changes. Diva, I'm not oh. even exactly sure. They added an so, ability. They get here. Go for it if you know. So from what I'm gathering, they basically are nerfing her defense matrix, which is her shield. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they're adding in a new ability, which is like a bunch of mini missiles or micro yeah. missiles. Um, and it fires a barrage of rockets that deal damage in a radius as they explode, which kind of reminds me of, like, a mixture of, like, Ferris ult and, like, yeah. uh, like, Junkrat's ult as well, where it shoots in an area of effect and then blows up in that area of effect yeah. type deal. I'm pretty sure they also said that when they added the ability so that she can shoot while she's boosting. Which that I'm like okay, yeah, I'm, all about I'm that. down that's for that because cool. um, that's always been a pain in the butt. Yeah, so diva changes that those will be really interesting. I think the the only it seems like they're kind of buffing her other than nerfing the defense matrix, which for me I never. I mean I'm not a, I'm not like a pro player or anything, but I didn't use it. Uh, I I wasn't using defense matrix every second it was up, so it was mm-hmm. like nerfing it by. The cooldown a little bit, I think, will be okay. Uh, right. It's not like it's going to make her terrible or anything. But Age of Empires 4. Bryce, are you excited about it? Because let me tell you why you should be. Are you? <laughs> I've never played Age of Empires, so no. Okay. Okay. Have you played Age of Empires, Darian? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. Okay. So Age of Empires, right? It's one of the games that, one of the very few games that I did play when I was a kid. I went over to one of my friend's houses um i think when i was in like fourth and fifth grade you know shout out to montgomery alabama dude where no one played any video games because we all just played outside but uh i went over to his house and he had a computer with literally like one game on it and it was age of empires 2 and the way that he played it was he would just load up it's an it's an rts a real-time strategy game but he would just load up pretty much like a just you can load up one instant battle and go in. It's not like story mode or anything. I'm sure there was one, but that's not what he would do. So he loaded up one battle, and you can set it to, like, smaller zones, how many people you want to be fighting, and he would use these cheat codes that were fucking great. You would put in pepperoni pizza. That was one of them. One of them was literally, like, like lumberjack or something, and one would give you, pepperoni pizza would give you, like, a certain amount of food, Lumberjack would give you wood, so you pretty much just had unlimited oh, resources. Oh, it if would you give the you wood. I mean, that's as many weird. things do in life. It, it would give you wood. You know, it, sometimes you need wood to continue with what you got to do. Anyways, <laughs> you so you would pretty much have unlimited resources if you knew all the codes. So I would sit there. He was like, "Here, you can play for a little bit." I sat there and played for like four hours. It was great. So I would just insert all the codes and just slowly build up because i was too bad to know how to actually play the game i had to use cheat codes but it was so much fun eventually you would just like build this massive army that's not like i didn't need that many army units but i had them because i had unlimited resources (laughs) so why not and then i would roll into the other person's territory and just destroy them so it was very fun i like that game a lot i bought age of empires 2 hd edition when that came out on steam and it's still fun, but it's not as fun as I remember. So the other day, I was legit just craving to play Age of Empires, and then I opened it up, and I had fun for a little bit, but I was like, it's just not as good as I remember. It's just, it's not, it doesn't, the mechanics still feel a little rough. Um, 
And I was like, man, they should really make a new one of these. And then a week later, Age of Empires 4 announced, and it's made by the Dawn of War developers. So that is a really good track record for those guys, and I think they're going to do a great job, and I'm excited about it. And you should all buy it when it comes out so they can make a 5 on Age of Empires 5. I'm just saying. Okay, then. <laughs> Thank you for that expert like report. It. Does any of that sound interesting to you, Bryce? Building up a massive army and going in and destroying your opponents? Uh, that sounds like every RTS. Yeah. <laughs> so they made another RTS. Cool, cool. Uh, sad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about the SNES Classic. <sighs> okay. So, Nintendo decided to uh, let, let people pre-order the SNES Classic. Uh, August 22nd. <laughs> and uh, so here's how it went down. The middle of the night, I think I, think I was awake at like 2 a.m. for the Best Buy pre-order going live. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Uh, but I was waiting on Amazon, and I knew that I had selected uh, the email notification. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'll just wait till that till I get the email from that, and then I'll pre-order from them. Uh, so the Best Buy went sold out pretty quick. Uh, for, for the people, uh, Wario64 apparently found out about it, and they... Uh, they uh, tweeted out, and then people saw that and, and uh, pre-ordered there. And then, uh, I guess, a, an hour or so after that, Amazon went on. I was I was in bed by then. I figured, oh, they'd put theirs up later in the day. Or at least I would get an email. But no, for two reasons. One, they put it up very late at night. Two, they, they had the SNES Classic listed on their website from when it was announced uh there was a page list and you could click um send me an email when this goes uh available to buy but they created a new page for the the snes classic for the actual pre-order so everyone who asked for an email notification didn't get one because they just decided to screw everybody over apparently this I don't know if it's Amazon's decision or Nintendo's decision, but they just decided to wake up and go, you know what, screw everybody, let's put this out at the dead of night and let's make it so nobody knows. You have you have to stay up at all moments in time and know a guy who knows a guy to be able to get this thing. But doesn't your uncle work for Nintendo? No, sadly, sadly my uh, mm, uncle mm. doesn't, no. Mm, um, so uh, <laughs> Walmart put up their pre-order at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Pacific time, and there's a uh, with no w warning whatsoever, and Walmart sold out in under two minutes. So yeah, you had to be. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure once people knew that they were going online, they just had everything just sitting there refreshing, and then also there were people who were using bots to be able to scoop this stuff up. Uh, Target went. Uh, on sale about 15 minutes after Walmart, and then that went very, very quickly. Uh, so then people were sitting, were like, okay, 
GameStop. Well, GameStop's still uh, available. We'll go for them. Uh, GameStop's website uh, was sending people to ThinkGeek. And ThinkGeek had the uh, SNES Classic available to pre-order, but they were bundled together with other stuff. Like, so you couldn't just buy the, the console by itself. You had to buy random stuff that they're trying to get rid of uh, to be able to get your hands on this thing. Uh, Toys R Us didn't have uh, them at all in any pre-orders. You can buy them in-store when it comes out. And yeah, it was just a complete and utter shit show to try and get your hands on this thing. I don't, I don't even know. Um, Honestly, of- what else is new? You know, like, just... Nintendo's gotta stop with this, but it shouldn't... I feel like it shouldn't be surprising anymore. That much is for sure. People yeah. should be used to it, sadly. Uh, so yeah, They're taking ch- advantage of their position. And there's not a damn thing anybody can do about it, because they we all want their products. Here's We're an kind idea. of at their mercy. Here's an idea. How about they not sell the SNES Classic... And just put all of those games on Virtual Console on the Switch. Yeah, I or do both. I when the NES Classic came out, I was like that. That they announced that uh, shortly before the Switch was coming out, and I was like, oh, I don't care. I'll just play this stuff on my Switch. But hmm. we don't have the dang Virtual Console, so no. Yep. The only way to play these things are game the stupid boxes. Yeah, uh, it's amazing to me that they still have yet to mention Virtual Console. It's amazing. I, but here we are. Well, I, to be fair, the Switch was rushed, so they kind of fucked themselves with that. Yeah. Well, instead of... I think if they had released the Switch in the fall, they would be in such a better place. Mm-hmm. Instead of uh, working on the classics, they could have put that resources to putting it on the Switch. Yeah, and if they released in the fall, they could theoretically have, you know, uh, Mario, Mario Kart, Splatoon 2. All of these could be launch titles that have come out. Zelda, all this, be crazy. I mean, I'm okay with them launching it, launching the Switch when they did, because the people who bought it were, like, the hardcore people. And so we didn't have to fight the moms uh, who are just trying to buy the hot thing for the kid come come Christmas time. Because by Christmas time, there'll be plenty of Switches. Like, right now, it seems like there are plenty of Switches in stock everywhere, so... Uh, people are still having having a hard time finding them. Switches are still in, in rough supply. Uh, Viking uh, Jesus... It depends po- on where you're at. Yeah, Viking yeah, Jesus posted a picture earlier today, which was just, like, a hundred, a hundred uh, Switches just sitting there ready to Yeah, Ryan McCaffrey posted a picture, like, last week that was like, oh, wow, the first time I've seen a Switch in the wild, so they're coming back and being more available now, I'd definitely say it's not where it needs to be. No, yeah. There's still a lot of places where people can't find them. Definitely still underperforming. I, every time I walk through, like, Walmart, Best Buy, I have walked into GameStop still. How long has it been out? I still, they all have out of stock for actual Switches. Um, So there's definitely still a shortage, but I think it's because they're, I don't know that they're necessarily releasing them regularly yet. I think they're still releasing them in, like, a little bit at a time. Yeah. 
because it's like they're getting better the more people it, want it the more they can charge for it because they know once that demand is gone they're gonna have to like drop a little bit of the price because they didn't quite uh, deliver what they had promised <laughs> I don't think they've ever dropped the price of the Wii U, so who yeah, knows? No, the they didn't. I don't think they're ever going to drop the price of the Switch. I, a couple, was it two years ago, I was really craving to play just like Nintendo games. Like, I wanted to play a Mario game or a Zelda game, because I just don't, I don't have any of those systems, or I didn't. And I was looking, I was like, man, how, how can I get a Wii U for cheaper than, I could have gotten an Xbox One with like a game cheaper than getting a wii u without a game i had to find it on craigslist i was like searching everywhere i'm like i'm not paying full price for this thing i'm not so uh yeah no they did not ever drop the price for the wii u so i don't know if they're gonna drop it for the switch i, yeah. I would doubt it because they they also rarely drop the price for games too like splatoon i remember when i bought a wii u i was like oh man there's a bunch of games i want to buy for them none of them are any cheaper than 60 dollars. <laughs> so i was like jeez man uh, but I don't know. It's Nintendo. They'll, will they ever learn completely from their le from their mistakes? No. They'll learn a little bit slowly over time, but then they'll have new mistakes too. Yeah, learn. they'll learn it. They'll never apply it. <laughs> yeah. They just don't care. Uh, People but, buy their shit. So. But yeah, Chad asked, uh, what's the deal with Nintendo? Why are they making it so difficult to get the SNES? Pronounce, uh, pronounce each letter, individual letter, because I'm not a monster. <laughs> the SNES and not the SNES. Yeah. Um, I've, heard, I've heard people say uh, SNES before, but like... Yeah, I've I, heard it, but... Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. I, I don't think... have strong feelings one way or the other of the pronunciation, but... They're making it hard to find because obviously they just have a problem with manufacturing. I think a lot of people are like, oh man, it's, it's, uh, what is it? Like artificial manu uh, manufacturing demand or whatever. Like they don't, people think that they're doing this on purpose. I really don't think so. I think they're having issues. I think a little bit of it, sure, they're doing maybe a tiny bit of it on purpose, but like if they were doing it on purpose, they wouldn't, like, the Switch was still having problems this this many months later. I don't think they want the Switch, this big thing. I think they want to sell more of them, and to sell more of them, they need to have more in the wild. Like, it's not like they're doing... I don't think they're doing it on purpose, but they have had this issue before with, uh, with manufacturing, so I think they've just had this issue for a long time and just can't seem to fix it for some weird reason. Well, with the Classic, I think when they announced the snes classic they were like we're gonna sell this for like 2018 we're done there's you're getting it for now buy it we're done making them just like they did with the snes classic so God, dude. i i remember when they said we're done making the the yeah. nes classic and i was like why <laughs> what what is the reasoning keep making it people are gonna keep buying it people still don't have it who wanted it when it came out i don't know <laughs> there's money on the table and nintendo's like no nah, we're good no nah, it's fine it's fine we're i thought good. that was odd but whatever okay yeah. <laughs> whatever man nintendo who knows uh teddy i believe this uh next news uh subject oh. is all you oh shit 
Is it time to talk about Destiny 2, the greatest game that's ever going to exist in the history of mankind? The answer is yes, it is time to talk about that game. Anyways, not really. I mean, it's a little bit of hyperbole. But, uh, so this week, I don't actually want to get too, too into it. I kind of just want to cover what they released. But I don't fully... Maybe I'll talk about the spoilers. I don't know. But this week... Or this last couple of weeks, they uh, released the the launch trailer, which is a genuinely a really good trailer. Uh, they released the launch trailer, which is awesome. And then at some point this week, they released like an embargo where they had a bunch of people come down to Bungie and play a couple hours of the game. Uh, especially the patrol zone in the European dead zone is what they showed off. There was one video that was like... Um, there was one video that was literally just titled 90 minutes of Destiny European Dead Zone footage. And it was just 90 minutes. Like, nobody was talking. It was just gameplay. Um, they showed off a lot of awesome stuff about the European Dead Zone. Patrol is looking so much better than it did in Destiny 1. It seems like Patrol is actually going to have some replayability. They've been talking about these things called Lost Sectors. Here's where we go into slight spoiler territory. If you don't want to know anything about how the Patrol works in Destiny 2 tune out for now uh i will touch my nose again when the spoilers are over which would be um, great for an audio podcast I, you know yeah, yeah, don't worry don't worry they'll figure uh, it out but yeah they'll figure it out but pretty much the they've been talking about lost sectors in patrol zones uh flashpoints and adventures a couple like a month ago we heard about what flashpoints are which are pretty much Every week, they will choose a patrol zone location. That will be the location, I think they said for the week, um, that is like when you go down and do stuff there, you will earn stuff for uh, the Flashpoint. Like Pretty much that is the featured location for the week, and you get way better rewards for that. Adventures and Lost Sectors, we still didn't really know what they were. It turned out, uh, from seeing the European Dead Zone footage this week, um, adventures are kind of like... I watched one person on the PlayStation Underground YouTube channel go through an adventure, and it was literally almost as big, almost as big, if not bigger, than a Destiny 1 story mission. So that got me fucking stoked. That is an adventure. You pick up something in the patrol zone, and then it just sends you on the adventure. It's like a side, uh, a side mission in the patrol zone, which is incredible that we are getting side missions in a patrol zone that are as big, if not bigger, than missions in Destiny 1. The story missions in Destiny 2 are going to be so big from what we've seen with the Homecoming mission and now seeing it compared to Adventures. I am very excited about story missions and patrol. Uh, and then Lost Sectors are pretty much just kind of dungeons. Uh, you pick up a thing like you would an adventure, like you would pick up an adventure, and it sends you down into a cave or just down somewhere to uh, explore and find your way through this area. Uh, and it seems like it's basically showing you a hidden area of the map that you would have never found before, but there's this entire underground area. Uh, so Lost Sectors look kind of neat, but honestly, I think Adventures look a little bit cooler because they're more story-focused. Um, but everything you do in Patrol... Uh, so in the European Dead Zone, there's a guy named Devrim K, who is like your... He's your, I guess, liaison between him and the um, and the other vanguards, maybe? I don't know. But he's the important guy in the European Dead Zone. Uh, you go to him, 
and you pretty much whenever you do anything in the patrol zone like when you complete an adventure or lost sector or kill something in a public event you get an edz token and you can go turn in your tokens if you have a certain amount to him and he will give you legendary engrams he'll give you specific armor sets um all this that makes the patrol zones actually have replayability uh for when you're in the end game if there's a certain armor set that you don't have that you don't want that you want you just go down to p the patrol zone and just grind by yourself or with friends until you have enough tokens and then turn the tokens in so the replayability and the actual narrative on a patrol zone is vastly vastly improved from destiny one there is one more bit that was very big news but i'm not necessarily sure if i want to talk about because it it's kind of a huge spoiler for the game so i'm gonna gonna just leave it at that play destiny 2 when it comes out everybody support the little indie developer that is bungie you know they need your money they're really struggling on the financial end so go and support them uh i will say i watched the uh was it a launch trailer um yeah and the release trailer i guess is what it's called and the story looks good so i will say that yeah. like I mean, especially compared to Destiny, Vanilla Destiny, which story? I mean, there is was, a story. Yeah. So that's you know, uh, yeah. that's an improvement. This I don't I don't know. I mean, it's mostly just the main uh, people bantering, but that's at least something, something to look forward to. Uh, the story from what we've seen and what we've played and all that looks fucking awesome. I'm really excited to have a villain who actually has like somewhat motivation and it seems to make sense and characters have personalities and we're actually gonna go on a story arc and hopefully there will be character development it's gonna be cool pog champ for all the basics of narrative you know <laughs> but i'm really i the every day that we get closer the more excited i get I literally had a dream the other night that I was playing it on launch and then I woke up and I wasn't playing it and I got very sad and and, oh. and how how was dream destiny what's your review score dream destiny dude uh <laughs> gonna be a 10 out of 10 all right oh. you can take that to the bank right now uh so yeah uh retro brisket sent in a question talk about some of the things that you are most nervous about with destiny 2 oh <laughs> oh don't send me down this line of thinking because i got a lot to i'll try and keep this one quick um I, when Destiny 2, when they, the main uh, reveal event, when they invited a bunch of the community out, the, the DRE, the Destiny reveal event, when they did that whole thing, I really enjoyed the show. I was, I was watching it with a bunch of friends in Discord. We were losing our shit at a bunch of moments, but, uh, so it's not to say that we weren't excited, that I wasn't excited, but I've always said that Destiny is a combat-only MMO. Imagine World of Warcraft if all you did was kill things. And that's it. There's no professions. There's no pet system. There's no crafting. There's no, like, uh, I mean, anything extra that you want to do. And while you, if you wanted to, you could just fish forever, you know? Uh, there, there's no extra systems in Destiny other than Sparrow Racing League, which came around once a year. And I, when I saw the DRE, I was just like, it's i was hoping for more systems i was hoping for anything else crafting 
uh, any sort of profession system, just anything that I could do, any sort of mini game. I mean, the soccer is nice, but that'll keep me occupied for a whole... No, who am I kidding? The soccer's gonna be great. I'm gonna play a lot of it. But, uh, <laughs> it's not enough. So that was one of the things I was worried about. I wanted them to go down more of a deeper MMORPG route. I, I wanted more stats, more... Like the subclass, right? The subclasses right now, what we see in the beta is very simple. It's not deep at all. I mean, it's honestly the subclass specialization stuff is more simple than Destiny 1. Like, Destiny 1 has more complicated, deeper systems as to what kind of builds you can make. Uh, but we haven't seen the whole game. So, uh, the game could launch and the subclass thing could be twice as big, uh, for all we know. But. I, I'm just a little worried that it's not going to be as deep and they're just going to keep providing us with the same type of content, which is fine because I'll play it, as we all know, <laughs> but I just was hoping for a little bit more. Um, so, uh, I, I'm kind of mostly... And the lack of dedicated servers and 60 FPS on console, but I've pretty much gotten over that. I was very sad about that for like three months, but at this point I'm on the full-on hype train. Also, Bryce just deleted, re deleted, I want to do a little behind the scenes right here. Bryce deleted one of my favorite stories of this week. <laughs> so do you want to really talk yes. about it? Okay. All I want to say is that there is an Assassin's Creed Origins and Final Fantasy XV crossover thing happening in Final Fantasy XV. It's just like here are all the Final Fantasy 15 characters in hoods and doing hidden blade stabbing and jumping off buildings. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's so funny. I can't <laughs> believe it actually exists, but that's a thing that exists. So uh, yeah. if you like Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy, just go download it. It's free. I found it interesting that Square Enix seems to be doing a lot with Final Fantasy 15. They're like, they're not just putting it out like the other games and like, here's the game, go play it. Like, They've got like a mobile game around it. They've got they made the little They're making What? They're making Final Fantasy 15 Pocket Edition. Yeah. Which is apparently supposed to have the same type of gameplay, which I don't know how you do that on mobile, but make the graphics you know. bad. Just the same thing for bad graphics. <laughs> yeah, uh, but there's not enough buttons. There's not enough controls to do that. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, they also, like, I've seen a bunch of ads for, like, um, Frick, what's, uh, like a, God, what's that really popular, like, tower something mobile game where you, like, build a base and then other people attack it? Clash of Clans? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, oh, something okay. like that. So it's basically a Final Fantasy Clash of Clans thing. I've seen, oh, I've, I've seen those. Yeah. So they're doing, like, they're tagging Final Fantasy 15 with a bunch of things. So it's... It seems like they're just trying to make a universe around this thing, which is... Uh, I think it's because Square Enix is doing a bad job at releasing their main games that they're, like, hyping, because it's been how many years since they announced Kingdom Hearts 3? It's been how many... It's been at least three years, I think three years, since they announced Final Fantasy VII Remake, and, like, they kept pushing back Final Fantasy XV as well. So I think they're just trying really bad to make sure they're still making money, despite not releasing their money-making games. Yeah. I think they're getting desperate. <laughs> they, I, the, they really wanted to make Final Fantasy XV the launch. They just, they just really wanted people to love it and want more of that world, and not many people do. 
So, I mean, they launched it with the Final Fantasy XV animated movie and the mm. little anime series that they had. So they, And now they're just continuing to go on it just because they think that, I don't know, may, maybe people do like the Final Fantasy XV world, but I don't know anyone who really loves it. So I'll be on- I think it's just mostly filler. I'll be honest, I actually really like the movie. Uh, but I didn't, I, but I, I didn't get very far into the game. Like I have the game and it just was like, okay, you have to drive everywhere. This is weird. Honestly, I played probably like 18 hours, 20 hours of Final Fantasy 15. Honestly, I kind of really like that game for the systems it has. All the systems are really different and unique and kind of cool. Like the other day I was just kind of craving the gameplay of that game, which is weird because like. Like I said, I played like eighteen hours of it, and that was it. So I like I don't I don't necessarily care too much about the story, but the gameplay's pretty solid. It's a little underrated, I would say. But uh, yeah, it's the the movie, Bryce. Let's not. I like the movie. <laughs> it's really bad. Like, <laughs> it's like not it. really bad. It was very mediocre. I thought the movie was very mediocre. It made me sad. The anime was the, awesome. The guy died. It made me sad feels bad man uh but actually the this like crossover actually made me go like oh i should i should maybe try playing final fantasy 15 again so it, it might do exactly what they wanted honestly as somebody who was craving it the other day and i saw this i'm like fuck no i'm not going back <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have no Never respect mind. for their world like, they created this whole lore and all this, and now they're like, fucking assassins, yeah, let's just mash it together, who cares? So, I thought that was a Maybe it works But I thought story. it was very funny. Maybe the story sure. works. You don't know. Maybe. But I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> Y'all should go check out the video of it. It's interesting, to say the least. Okay, we are ending uh, the news segment with, with two uh, Vive stories. So, uh, first, the HTC Vive just got a $200 price cut, uh, bringing the system's cost down to $599. And uh, in March, the Oculus received a $200 price cut. So, it's bringing bringing them back to the same um, price difference, uh, which which is good. Uh, See, that's interesting. I didn't know that the Oculus had a price cut. I thought they were dropping to be at the same price of, as Oculus, so that's cool. No, no. That makes a lot more sense now that they're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oculus uh, dropped uh, theirs 200 and then people were like, okay, I hear the vibe's better, but not, you know, uh, $400. I don't, I can't remember what the price uh, difference is offhand, but uh it's a significant difference after that price cut so the fact that vive dropped down made it more uh fair and and honestly six hundred dollars is a lot more reasonable than like uh, it was it's eight hundred it was eight hundred before uh so oculus uh okay so the rift is currently at 499 um so five three hundred dollars uh i don't know so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not nailing this uh, story at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on to the next one. Uh, but, yeah, it's uh, much cheaper. Hopefully uh, get some more people to try out the Vive. And if we can get more people with Vives, we can get more software for the Vive. And as a Vive owner, that's definitely something I'm looking forward to. Uh, nice. Along with that, apparently... 
the founder of Oculus, uh, Palmer Lucky, has been talking about buying the, the company Vive. Um, so HTC has apparently also been talking about trying to get rid of the Vive. Uh, they apparently don't want to make it anymore. And Palmer Lucky is like, oh, let me buy it. And he announced this by posting to Reddit, uh, both under our Vive and under our Oculus, asking, what do you guys think? Should I buy Vive? And then he clarified, the company, not the headset, already have one of those. Sorry for the ambiguity. <laughs> so, I think it's surprising slash super ballsy how he's doing this or going about this like just asking the community crowdfunding pretty much the idea of buying a company so yeah i mean good on him i don't know it's interesting palmer lucky has a lot of uh background in some controversial politics so I'm not sure I want to say too much about the guy himself. <laughs> but this act right here is very, very cool, honestly. If he wants to buy it, go for it. Yeah, I, I don't know if this was almost like trolling people. Like, why? why I would, mean, maybe it is. Why would you announce <laughs> awesome. that? Why wouldn't you, like, do your math, figure out if it's worth it, not just, <laughs> just let, let me ask, let me ask Reddit. <laughs> I don't know. He also put up a Twitter poll. Let me see how that came out. Oh, gosh. Uh... And, yeah, the top comment on the Reddit was something like, uh, sure, just don't sell it to Facebook. Yeah, because that's that's what he ended up doing with the uh, Oculus, is he, he did a Kickstarter, got all this money, developed it, and then, like, Facebook came along and were like, hey, can I have it? And he's like, yeah, sure. I don't care. Uh, so, should I buy the, uh, HTC Vive? Uh, 56% said yes, the company. 23% said yes, the headset. <laughs> and 21% said no. So, apparently people want him to buy the company? I don't know. I mean, it, it might just be because if you're following Palmer Lucky on Twitter, then you probably think yeah. he's good. Yeah, but, you probably like the dude. Yeah. So, yeah, that... That might happen. I don't know. I have no idea. Just figured I'd share that weird thing that's occurring in the world. I think it's surprising how many people were like, yeah, but I, at the same time, I think everyone just kind of wants it to happen since he did it in such a weird way. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, sure, buy it, because it's very weird how you're going about it. I mean, if, he, so why not? if he's going to support it, sure. Like, if, if HDC wants out, I'd rather have it in the hands of somebody who wants virtual reality to, to succeed. But I'd rather yeah. have Steam buy it, because they've been partnered with uh, HDC to make this whole thing, and they probably got the money. Like, they're sitting on piles of money. Somehow they can probably make this work. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so moving past the news, we're going to do a short main topic because we've been going for quite a while. Uh, team killing in games. Uh, recently there was a big controversy that, uh, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds put out a rules of conduct, uh, one of which said that you are not allowed to kill members of your own team on purpose. Uh, so, 
if you accident like if if one of your teammates is standing in your way and you shoot him that's fine but if you were like so what what happened uh that made made this a big deal and it happened shortly after these rules of conduct came out was a twitch streamer uh was streaming uh it was him and two other guys um and they went in dr disrespect right yeah and uh, just to throw out names so people know and uh they were playing squads, so they matched with uh, one other person, and uh, so it was, it was three of them plus a random, and then they were going to get on a bike, and that only has seats for three, and the random person got on the bike, um, so Dr. Disrespect wanted the ride, so he shot the guy and, and got on the bike, and they went off. Well, uh, he got reported and banned for team killing uh and and the only way you can really prove that it was intentional i mean i suppose maybe they can look back and see what actually happened and and uh such but i feel like the only way to really get reported it would be uh if you're streaming where people can see uh, yeah on the other side of the coin uh friday the 13th used to have um uh team killing where you could kill other counselors uh, with your weapons, um, and they recently turned that off. So you can no longer hurt other counselors except with a car, because apparently people would uh, stand in front of the cars and prevent it uh, from being moved. So now you can just run people over if you have a car, but other <laughs> otherwise you cannot hurt people in Friday the 13th. So these are two solutions to team killing, which has been something that has existed ever since multiplayer games existed. Um, and it's like, what do you guys think? What is the good solution? Should, should there be team killing allowed? Should, should there be a rule against it, but people able to do it? Or should they just turn it off so you can't even kill people? I think it's a game-by-game -game basis. I mean, as someone who's not super into PUBG... I think that makes total sense for their developer for the developing developers to put out that rule. I think that's a totally fine rule. I think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, uh, in football, I feel like it would be weird to fucking just like knock one of you. Well, actually, that's not a good analogy because you can a hundred percent do that in football. Anyways, <laughs> but I I feel like that's super weird to. Uh, I don't know. I think that's totally fine. It makes a lot of sense for PUBG, but for other games, it might not make as much sense. I mean, in Friday the Thirteenth, it was just, uh, it was just they they pretty much were doing the same thing, but instead of making it a rule, they just took out the feature in the game, uh, which I think also makes a lot of sense too, because Friday the Thirteenth isn't trying to be super tactical. PUBG is trying to be like a a hardcore tactical thing so they're leaving it in just as another factor for you to try and avoid uh like shooting your teammates or uh running in front of them or anything like that uh but you're not supposed to because you know they're your teammates well my because it is a video game they can literally if they don't want want you to do something they can literally turn it off so yeah. my my thinking is either don't make a rule about it. Like, people will do what they want to do. Or if you're that against it, just flip it off. 
Like, but see, that's my thing. I don't think they want to flip it off because, like I said, they want that obstacle for people. They want it to actually fit into the gameplay as like something that you're not supposed to do. As in, like, don't run in front of your teammates. Don't accidentally like jump and get startled and shoot them like I would do. Uh, it's another <laughs> thing to try and avoid. It's just part of it. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm all, I understand that, but then don't make a rule against it. But why not? But, What's wrong with the rule? It's they're your teammates. If you're if you're gonna put you know? if you're gonna put if you're gonna allow somebody to do it, they're going to do it. So, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand putting features in a game and, and asking people not to use them is basically what they're doing. Makes well, sense. Well, no, because the complication again, like what Teddy said, is like you can accidentally kill a teammate, and like. That it's like if you were in a real war, like, and you accidentally shot someone on your side, like, you're not supposed. You to you have it, to deal with can. that, like, yeah, exactly. Like you're not, you didn't necessarily do that on purpose, and now you have to deal with that throughout the rest of the thing. It 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 adds a whole new level of challenge, but for people to go and intentionally go and kill their whole team, that should severely be against the rule. But it, it's against the rules. Like that's so shitty. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it's, at that point, it's just a dick move. Like, if you're going into squads and, like, auto-matching with everybody, and then you find a gun, the first thing you do is, like, oh, time to kill my teammates. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they're trying to prevent against. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But on the uh, adverse with Friday the 13th, like, I don't play that game anymore, even though I was very excited for it, and I was very happy that they were releasing another game similar to Dead by Daylight. I was very hyped for this game. My very first game, somebody was spamming the voice chat, and then they went and sought out the first counselor that they could find, which happened to be me, and they hit me a bunch of times with a machete, and then dragged me to another teammate and proceeded to tell them that I had attacked them and to watch out for me, even though I was the one that was bloody and covered and shit. Like, they just ruined my whole, whole gameplay, and then, like... In the end, I ended up getting killed by Jason because I was weaker and I couldn't run or anything. Like, my teammate ran up to me for no reason and attacked me and then pretended that I was doing something wrong and then I got killed. Like, it was yeah. the shittiest experience. Yeah. So I'm glad that I mean, they turned off Friendly Fire in Friday the 13th. I might give that game another shot now. Yeah. <laughs> like, because it doesn't uh, make sense in that game. Just don't stand yeah. in front of a car. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. right. Stay away from cars. There two games that I have experience with that have team killing is Helldivers, which is like a um you and three other players versus it's like a over the top twin stick shooter and you're going in and it's kind of like a loop based sort of thing. Uh it's like instance levels, you drop in with your friends or by yourself, and you can also call in people, but it's supposed to be like a twin stick shooter that's really tactical and really hard. Like, it's not easy. It's a very difficult game. And there is team killing. So you have to be careful to just... And in a twin-stick shooter specifically, it's, like, harder. You have to really avoid... Especially when you throw down explosives or throw down, like, a like a bombing run or anything like that. you got to be like, get out of the way. Uh, and it fits really well for that game. Um, and another... The other game is Halo 5. Halo 5 has team killing. You can kill your team teammates, but they have such good systems in place that, like, if you kill your teammates, I think more than once, I think if you do it twice, it boots you and then doesn't let you play for, like, 20 minutes or something. It's it's hardcore. Like, don't kill your teammates. And I think that's totally... Uh, I think that's totally fine. I think it's awesome. It fits in with the game. So I see. I, it works in some situations and not others. I wouldn't be that 
opposed to something like that. But I think Doctor Disrespect got a perma band. Like he can't. I don't. I don't yeah. think he did. I. I uh, well, as far as I'm aware, I thought it was pretty temporary. I heard he had to create a new account to be able to play again. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Well, as far as like the perma banning go goes, I feel like they're really trigger happy with perma banning pl- players right now. Which is unfortunate because doing that right out the gate in a game's development is not going to do good things for the release. Um, they're definitely setting up a, a case of like, if you fuck up once, you're going to be banned. It is definitely what it feels like. Like, I'm literally, I accidentally killed my boyfriend in a game the other day, and now I'm just like, shit, what if I get banned because I accidentally shot him because I thought it was, he was someone else? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it creates this level of fear that's like, I might lose playing this game. Because I accidentally broke the rules. Yeah. I think they're just banning too happily right now. They need to tone back on that a lot. It is an odd rule, like Bryce said earlier, because, like, one of the only ways to find out if that actually happened is if they're streaming. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. you don't know. Yeah. You just kind of have to guess from metrics. Yeah, and uh, since they did the rules of conduct, there's a guy who got uh, banned for stream sniping, whereas you watch a streamer, find out where they are, and kill them, and... uh, they the person who got banned denied it he said no i wasn't watching they were just went into their systems and were like no it looks like you were so yeah you're you're banned and it's like i don't know it's policing your game through rules is so weird right well as a streamer who has been streamed sniped before i'm sure we all have it's not fun to deal with like they will intentionally seek you out and like if you happen to be stuck in another match with them it becomes a living hell like you don't want to play that game because someone is targeting you and making you have a bad time like it's very tilting it's very frustrating so if you can prove that that person was doing that like with ips and things like that like if you can actually find like irrefutable proof that this is something they did there should be a punishment, not necessarily banning right away. Again, too ban happy, but like there should definitely be some kind of negative, you know, negative consequence for you doing this thing that is ruining the game for another person. Yeah, I mean they could easily do a one day or one week or something mm-hmm. where they get to play again. But uh, yeah, I think it should be like three strike system. Oh, totally. one day, one mm-hmm. week, then permit. Yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah, I think that I like usually that works. Or maybe, like, a scaling one, like League of Legends does with, like, their chat. Like, yeah. if you well, are consistently being toxic, you get chat banned for a few games. If you're still being toxic after that, you're going to get more chat bans. You're going to have all chat taken away. And then, you know, if you're consistently being toxic or feeding, you know, doing shitty things in the game, the the punishments scale, and it takes a bit for you to get perma-banned, which... Honestly, they could be a little bit... That's what I was going to say. I like, think League might be League one game probably, that might need to be a little more strict. <laughs> right, League's probably actually the opposite of what you want. Like, where it's like, but here's another chance. Is good, just... I realize that you've been, bit, like, suspended 15 times in the past. We'll give you another shot. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, scaling is good. The example of scaling from League is good. Just right. make scale a little faster. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one game that probably should police a little. <laughs> to say the least. But. Okay. Well, that was the main topic. Now, emails, or I guess just questions, because if you would like a question on Ready, Set, Gamecast, go to lastgeek.com slash rsg to submit your own question. 
and have it read by us cool kids. Uh, Speak for yourself, I ain't cool. Same. Uh, so, Andrew Feistner, I hope I'm saying that right, wrote in. I would say Feistner. Okay. But I hope. It's just a guess. Yeah. They're both guesses. Uh, he wants to know what our dream studio and licensing collaborations are. Oh, my God. And uh, I don't know, mine came true with Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy. That was really what I was looking for. <laughs> That's all you ever wanted in life, yeah. was to have your Final Fantasy 15 characters don the hood and the hidden blade. Hey, um, those are awesome. Have you seen the out? They look good in those outfits. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird um the dream studio licensing collaboration don't get me i will not say much else about this other than what it is because otherwise i'll talk forever blizzard avatar the last that is it (laughs) and i am done Te- so we don't have to keep it in the game universe teddy wants yeah, to make no. an mmo of avatar he has a whole thing that's a, that's a story for another day i really think an avatar the last airbender mmo would work great but i feel like blizzard's one of the only people who could re- i mean blizzard's one of the only people who can really pull off a good mmo in general so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna throw that out there will it ever happen hell no but you know <laughs> that would be the dream what would you like to see, Darian? Oh, I don't know how to top that. I mean, shit. <laughs> uh, I guess I wouldn't mind seeing... Because my favorite game is Kingdom Hearts. And every time they release a new game, they have like more worlds that are weird. And like, why would they yeah. do that type thing? So I'm kind of cool with, like, I guess just more of that being added. Like, I looked up... like. How um, do you feel about the Star Wars world in Kingdom Hearts? I'm like, super not excited for that one. What? <laughs> I, it's not happening. I like them as separate entities. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, happening. I was just throwing out, like, Disney now owns Marvel right. and Star Wars. I thought that Wars. they were maybe going to do something with that. It's Because I know they're definitely maybe doing something with Marvel, which is why they're the doing big. So they're long. doing a Big Hero 6 world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only Marvel thing so far. But, like, okay. you wouldn't be down for any Ant-Man, Kingdom Hearts 3 weird crossovers. <laughs> no, that's just mm-hmm. so... It's so different like they're both good in their own ways but it's just like when i think of kingdom hearts i've got this like childish like nostalgic type feeling and when i think of like marvel movies i'm like look at all this badass action happening in front of me like yeah look at how violent and cool this looks like this is awesome but then kingdom hearts it's like he's swinging around a giant key and smacking shadows like this is imaginary in a way like i you know it's it's completely different world i mean yeah. kingdom hearts 2 did have pirates of the caribbean that was too much for me and also pissed <laughs> me off because like i'm a big thing with like voice actors and stuff so if they don't have the original person who played it doing the voice acting or anything like that like that bothers me and so i hated that world every Wait, time i played through they the game didn't? like i'm pretty sure that it wasn't johnny depp yeah johnny depp yeah, was maybe it wasn't orlando blue too. Yeah, oh my God. like, like that's a big deal to me. I know that in um, the Pirates of the Caribbean three game that I had on the PlayStation three, uh, which was shit, uh, they did not have Johnny Depp voicing it. So I got like half a mission in, and I was like, "Fuck this game!" Like, no, like, it's not. It's it's just if it's not something like Harley Quinn, which has been voiced and played by so many different things that you can kind of 
take some liberties with it. Like, Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow. Yeah, so they have no excuse because The Curse of the Black Pearl came out in 2003 and Kingdom Hearts 2 came out in 2005. Just yeah. making sure it all lined up so they got no right. excuse. Yeah, well, unless, I mean, unless, unless Johnny he probably Depp was wanted too expensive. Yeah. yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. definitely an expensive one. Um, Especially now that he's broke. Feels bad. <laughs> feels Johnny Depp, man. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't get Legolas either. All the... I don't know, that, that, that felt so weird because, like, they tried to make the people look almost human, and then Sora was there, and it was like, this look feels so bad. That whole, that whole uh, Pirates of the Caribbean world was just bad. Mm-hmm. So we should probably rapid-fire through the last okay. bits of these questions. Uh, mm-hmm. I agree. We already covered that. Uh, Lieutenant Cat wants to know, what do you think of the Xbox One X? I don't care about Xbox whatsoever. I think it's cool for the people in that ecosystem. I will not buy it probably ever. Same. I mean, yeah, good for you with those upgrades and stuff, but I am not (laughs) an Xbox player. (laughs) My Xbox One is my Halo 5 machine, so I don't really need any more 60 frames than what I got. It runs fine. Uh, Lieutenant Cat has another question for Teddy. We can we can toss it out to everybody. What is your fa- favorite video game of all time? Yeah. Go, Bryce. Uh, I'll let you start since distracted at you. Oh, uh, <laughs> Infamous Two. <gasps> That's such a good game. Yo, I'm glad somebody, dude. It's kind of like it's not super obscure, but it's like a little lower than like uh-huh. high AAA games. So not everyone knows it when I say it. Good. I'm glad. It's great. I love Infamous Two so much. I love the so Infamous much. series. So good. I uh, I think I'm gonna have to go Kingdom Hearts too. Like just the story, the mechanics felt solid, and that that whole world is something I love to revisit and I'm very excited about. I also have a soft spot in my heart for Digimon World One on the PlayStation One. <laughs> okay. That like right. that was unexpected. The I have got. Was it? Have you been reading? <laughs> have you been paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I have gotten rid of, like, I don't have anything else from PlayStation 1 stuff, but I have saved my Digimon World disc. It's, it's sitting in an Xbox uh, box because I don't have the actual case for it anymore. But just the way that the game was handled was so cool. Like, it, the new Digimon World games just play like a standard JRPG, but... With Digimon World 1, it was more like the old Gigapet thing where you had to feed it right and get its stats right so it would evolve. And then after a certain point, it would die and you'd have to start over again. And, and you were trying to uh, go through the world and like beat these creatures and complete these tasks to, to uh, further the story and, and unlock new things. And it was very cool how it was handled. I have yet to beat it, but it's something that I, I love. Like, I love how that was handled. What do you have, Darian? Well, Kingdom Hearts 2 is my favorite game of all time as well, actually. Damn. That is a game I would, that I've played as through, As soon as like, he said that, times. I was like, he probably stole hers. <laughs> yeah. So then I was like, okay, so what else do I got? Because, like, for a lot of the same reasons, but also that game was, like, the game that I had at a very, like, important time in my life when some shit was going down with some family stuff. Um, so, like, that one, like... That's my go-to game. If I'm if I'm feeling depressed, I will pull out Kingdom Hearts 2 and just play it. Like, 
if I'm really down, like, that, that's the game that helps me out a lot. So that game means a lot to me. But then also the first game I ever played ever was, like, Final Fantasy VII. And so that's another game that, like, I will play through a million different times. And, like, I'm super excited for the remake and stuff. Um, so I guess those two games, both are Square Enix. So I guess <laughs> if you can tell where my... Uh, my allegiances lie. <laughs> Big fan of Square Enix RPGs. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. You like? For sure. I still haven't played Final Fantasy 15 yet, but... Uh, it's good. That's because I can't... I don't that's play on say. console so much anymore, so... That's well, the main reason. good luck with that 180 gigabyte PC file download for Final Fantasy. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, it's crazy. I don't know why it's that big. Well, I do know why. It's the 4K stuff, but geez, calm down. <laughs> All those HD graphics. Uh, Jace wrote in <laughs> and said, if you could revive one long since dead franchise, which would you choose? And also, what platform of your choice? Let's start with Teddy. Well, it's like long since dead. That, that I don't have much of other than the fact that it's 2017. Infamous First Light came out in the summer of 2014, I believe. And we still don't know what Sucker Punch is working on. So I'm just going to hope that it's infamous and I'm going to throw that out there. But other than that, long since dead, I don't know if I have one, honestly. I would say Star Wars Battlefront. Too, but like that's not dead anymore uh, ever since recently but it is kind of because it's not really the same but I mean it kind of is so I don't know that's all I got uh, I'll go next and uh, try not to laugh uh, mine is uh, Disney Infinity oh my god okay <gasps> Be- no that's cool because I have a basement full of figures <laughs> <laughs> and when they canceled that game, I was like, oh, God, what am I going to do with these? <laughs> like, I was like, I was like an investment. I was like, OK, like they're going to keep making games like I platinum to 2.0 and 3.0. And I'm like, OK, waiting to hear when 4.0 comes out. Can't wait to use all these awesome <laughs> figures I got. And they're like. <laughs> No, we're, we're done. So we're closing that. No, oh. we're, you're never getting Disney Infinity That four. is really sad. If you invested all that and got, like, all the figures and then they just closed up, yeah. what are you going to do? That's that's upsetting. Yeah, yeah. so it, it kind of sucks. So I would, love, I would love that to come back so I have to use for all my figures. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got. What do you have, Darian? Uh, you know... I don't have that many, but I mean, like, if Elmo's Letter Adventure could make a comeback. <laughs> what? <laughs> Elmo's Letter Adventure. Oh, also, thought of one Club Penguin, but not the shitty oh. mobile for Cl- Club Penguin. So, oh, you know, Club Penguin. Also, no, I honestly really don't awesome. actually have anything because I. All the games that, like, I've been into are either already getting revival or are waiting on a sequel. Or are still present, so... Uh, Sly Cooper. It got a revival relatively recent, a couple years ago, but um, not really a couple years ago. Like I think it was like 2014. It was around there. Uh, but And they apparently... I actually haven't played the fourth one because I want to go back and play all of the first three first, but they apparently end on like a cliffhanger, and then they just... 
aren't doing another one. So yeah, well, uh, you cool. say you say Sly Cooper, and that makes me think for some reason Crash Bandicoot, which well, could have been one of them, but like that literally just yeah, literally just came back, and like Sonic as well. Like they just they're had doing, Sonic doing good work. What was it? Sonic <laughs> Mania or whatever. Yeah, Sonic Mania. That they just remade all the retro games, like. My, I'm pretty satisfied, honestly. Those over at the whole at the remaster club is doing a great job. <laughs> yeah. We're making we're making the next generation play all the stuff we grew up with. Yeah. Oh. Pretty much. No, you must love what we loved. <laughs> you can't have anything new. Okay. Well, that about sums up everything. Uh, if we want to see more from you, Teddy, where should we go? You would go to twitch.tv slash teddychineris, which I stream Mondays through Thursdays, 7 to 11 p.m. Central Time, and Fridays and Saturdays, 10 to 12, because I work and have to make money so that I can buy video games and food to live off of. Um, but you can also check me out on Twitter at twitter.com slash uh, where you can hear all of my incessant avatar ramblings pretty much constantly 24-7. And what about you, Darian? Uh, you can find me at uh, twitch.tv forward slash dexterity. Not spelled like the word. D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E-E. Um, and that's... You can find me with that name on uh, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, pretty much down the line. Um, and if you like me, you sign up for notifications on my stream. I don't have a set schedule because I have a really weird schedule at work, but... I stream as much as I possibly can. And you can follow me at uh, Last Geek Plays on Twitch. I'm Last Geek on Twitter. And just go to lastgeek.com to see more awesome content from me, including this podcast. Uh, so thank you, uh, Teddy and Darian, for the first episode of Ready, Set, Gamecast. And hopefully there will be many, many more. Okay. Deal. Cool. <laughs>